Hello, and welcome to Stride and Saunter, episode 100. I'm Kip Clark, and joining me in the studio today, we have another guest, Huda Eljundi. Hi. And so today, we're going to be talking about the concept of labeling things, and particularly people, as weird. And I wanted to discuss this on the 100th episode because it's a phenomenon that I absolutely abhor and makes me very uncomfortable and sad and a lot of other negative emotions, which is not to say that other issues we've discussed on this show are not equally or more important, but this one is particularly personal to me. Despite the version of myself that I share on the podcast, the term weird has been applied to me throughout my life for the past 22 plus years, and it's never felt good and has always struck me in a number of negative ways. And I'm glad to have you here today, Huda, because you and I had a wonderful conversation about this a few months ago, which was very brief, but led me to the conclusion that you would be a great person to discuss this with. So to begin, I'd love to know what your experiences have been with that word. Do you feel it's been applied to you or people around you in specific ways? Do you have any strong associations with it? First of all, thank you so much for having me on the show. I definitely think the word weird is being used or overused and kind of lost the linguistic concept of just weird, something that is not mainstream or not normal in a way. But how it is being labeled to people lately has been something that I've noticed and I feel very uncomfortable with as well. And it's mainly, it comes from also a perspective of someone who's not from this environment, so who's not from the U.S. And so in Morocco, where I come from, and in Moroccan Arabic, we don't have such a word. So you can imagine the first time kind of trying to understand what the word weird means was kind of interesting because it was, okay, so you say this person is weird. What does that mean? Can you be more specific? Like, did they do something? How is that different? You know, how is that weird, like labeled weird? I'm sure I've been called weird before. I've definitely been in environments where people around me or people that I know and that I care about have been called weird. Regardless of what the conversation is, it just always feels like it has a negative connotation. You can't pinpoint exactly what it is, but it just feels like it has a negative connotation. And it's really sad because in a society like this, where you are pushed to be yourself, you are pushed to kind of embrace that uniqueness and that difference that you have that makes you who you are, you are still confined within certain labels, you know, or you're still confined whether you have to act a certain way. And if you act or deviate from that, you're called weird and you're labeled something like that. And the interesting part is that even in that difference that is promoted and that is encouraged, they create specific boxes. You're allowed to be yourself and you're allowed to embrace your uniqueness and difference, but only within these frameworks. So if you deviate from that, you're weird. And I really love a lot of what you said there, but you began by talking about how overused it is as a term. And I couldn't agree more because we, and I admit that I'm a part of this, although I've tried to be more cognizant, use the term weird to describe so many things on a spectrum of abnormality or difference or whatever the term is trying to describe. And to me, it's clear that the term has failed us or that we have failed the term when the word weird can be used to describe cannibalism, but also putting onions in ice cream or wearing shoes on your hands, all of which are abnormal behaviors but some of which are clearly more threatening and dangerous to our society than others are. And it's that idea and that association with threat that I've always felt when people have labeled me as weird. It's not only that I'm different in certain behaviors, but the expressions people make and the tones people use when labeling me or my actions weird are that they are in some way a threat 
to that state of normalcy, to their existence in what you've described as the mainstream. And I've always hated that because the implication that I am a threat to you, especially when I'm doing something so mundane as squatting next to a table where you are seated in a chair, makes no sense to me. I'm not a threat to you in any way. I'm sitting or standing slightly differently than you are. But I've always noticed that people will immediately draw negative attention to those behaviors, and I've never appreciated it because I think the phenomenon leads us to a more homogenous society in which behaviors and hairstyles and language, etc., are all made uniform. And that's not the world I want to live in. That's not the culture or the country or the society that I want to live in. And I think linguistically, its overuse prevents us from exploring ideas of difference every type of difference falls into the same box. And so you won't learn the nuances between certain cultures because to you, they're both weird. And I can't stand that. And I know that this will be one of my more vehement or hostile conversations, but I have so many passionate and sad and confused feelings associated with this. So before I go further there, What do you think about its linguistic effect on how we think about difference or those we label as others? Well, you bring up a great point. The word weird, we're talking about it today because it has some serious implications, because it makes us feel bad, but also because it can actually affect the way we go about our everyday life. And that's really problematic, especially in settings, for example, college settings or high school settings or environments in general where we are supposed to actually find out who we truly are, what we like, and kind of define our personalities in a way. We are in the midst of the process. And if you are labeled as weird, and if you label someone as weird as well, it's not just the person who gets labeled, but also the person who engages in this linguistic use of the word weird, you are shaping the way you think you project that on yourself as well. So the way you think about yourself as well. If you're being labeled as weird, then you are overthinking what you're doing. You are questioning your behaviors, you are questioning your actions, comparing them to what the normal people do or what other people do or what the people who called you weird do. And that's really, really limiting. And there's a loss in that. There's a huge loss in that on both sides. And I'm sorry to interrupt, but I love that you point out the mutuality there because I've often felt when being labeled as weird, I'm not only being told to shut myself away, prevent that behavior, or effectively cloak whatever it is that the other person labeled as weird, but also that they are shutting a mental door for themselves. They are refusing to engage with my behavior or refusing to ask, why might he be doing that? Why does he feel that way? And instead, I'm going to tell him how I feel. I will project my worldview onto him. And in a method I associate with peer pressure, when enough people label you as weird, their projected worldview often wins out in very grim or sad situations. So I'm really glad that you bring up the mutuality because I feel that both sides do lose in a way. Exactly. I agree 100%. And you mentioned culture earlier. And of course, People are different on different levels. So you can be different, you can come from different countries, you can speak different languages, you can have different lifestyles, you can have different traditions, you can have different beliefs. But also on a micro level, even if you are from the same neighborhood, even if you are from the same family, you have your own self. And so every single interaction that you have with someone is a learning opportunity. And so every single interaction should come with no prejudice whatsoever because I don't know you, I am not you, and I cannot project my worldview, as you said, on you. And so going back to the loss, there is a huge loss um, on both sides. 
And on a macro level, on, on a society level, there is a huge loss because we, by calling, labeling people weird for no reason, I can't imagine any reason for anyone to call someone weird. Because as you said, it goes from being a cannibal, but also for someone who is just, you know, drinking their tea a different way. It could be anything. And so if you fall in the trap of labeling everything that is unknown to us as weird, then what's the purpose of, for example, being in a setting like Kenyan where we were and being in a classroom, learning things that we don't know and being in a setting, we're generally just looking for new things, discovering. It's a discovery process the whole time from the first day. And we hope that our life will also continue to be a discovery process. But if we start off from a point where everything that we're not familiar with is weird, then there's a loss to that whole trajectory that we've chosen for ourselves or that we are told to choose for ourselves, right? And so it's really detrimental to that process, especially when you're young and when you are also very unsure about what you're doing. You know, you again, as I said, it's a discovery process. And so you are really putting yourself at risk in terms of choosing what to do. I've seen or I've been in settings where For example, a girl would be called weird for either wearing something or saying something, but it's because the group doesn't agree with it. The group does not see that as something that is normalized. And so I've been in settings where girls go back, sit down, and they question all that. I'm going to stop doing that. They say, I'm just going to stop doing that. Apparently, that's kind of weird. So I just have to stop doing it. But that could be something that defines you. And that means so much to you on so many levels. It's not just the fact that you said that word or that you behaved that way that day. There's so many layers to whatever behaviors we have. And there's so much beauty in those layers because they're interconnected with so many things. And so when you shut that one thing off, it's just sad, as you said. And I'm glad that you bring up growing up and other developmental processes or periods in our lives because, as I've mentioned a few times on this show, I'm not as close with my biological family as certain other people are. And one of the reasons for that is that at various points and with various family members, there's no one culprit, I've been labeled weird by those that society says are the people you can trust in your life, the people you can always rely on. And at the risk of sounding melodramatic, If I'm trying to explore my personality and I muster up the courage to express that personality to be told, no, something you're doing is inherently wrong by the people that are closest to you, sends a very strong and I would say twisted message to that individual. And I'm sure some people listening might call this discussion or various points within it oversensitive or unnecessarily emotional, but at the crux of all human conflict on any scale is the presumption of being more valuable or more fundamentally correct than another human being. And in my opinion, it is that knee-jerk reaction of labeling others as being too sensitive which demonstrates a refusal to be empathetic and engage with another life. Or in a less emotionally sensitive setting when I've improvised with certain people in my life because I love improv performance and being comedic on stage in certain practice settings where people have labeled comedy of mine weird. It sends a very strong message. And in those cases, I will admit I've often been guilty of the same thing. So I don't want to come across as someone who's never labeled other things weird. But I think it's important to be aware of when we do that. And also the extremely negative effects it can have on someone that can resonate throughout their lives, whether they are young or old. And in bringing up the sadness associated with being labeled weird or labeling others as weird, I've often been absolutely stunned to hear of cases of suicide, which were a result of bullying, 
which came about because a group decided that that individual was weird, was abnormal. And I would ask the audience to think about, in an admittedly somber way, how many lives might have been lost in human history that hadn't brought harm or destruction to anyone else, but were simply lost, were told that they were not worth living because they were different. And I can't get over that because honestly, some of the smartest, most creative, most passionate and empathetic people in our world, I'm sure were quote unquote weird in certain ways. They stood out, but it's in standing out that many of them managed to succeed. And I find it existentially unfair that some people who did stand out in being quote unquote weird were torn down in some cases fatally just because of difference. And all of this is not to ignore the fact that difference is unfamiliar. It can be very uncomfortable, and I acknowledge that. But I think if one shifts one's mentality, you can become more open to things that you may have previously found weird. And in moments of my own expression of what other people might label weird or strange, I've found it so tragic that in a pack setting or a group mentality, I'm the one who has to lose out. I'm the one who has to go away because I'm the one who's comfortable expressing myself in either a more overt or in certain cases, I would say a more comfortable way. Because I think the people who often tear you down for being weird in certain cases are the people who aren't comfortable being that way themselves. They know what it would be like to express themselves, but they're afraid of the pack mentality. And for good reason, because people can be vicious. But it's so ironic that those of us who do feel courageous enough to use that word to express ourselves are the ones who are often attacked for it, and most frequently by the fearful, those who fear being on the other end of the very punishments they dole out and who fear the abnormalities they observe in others because they aren't allowed to comfortably express their own. And I'd really like to know what you think about all of that. It's really sad that by using the word weird, we perpetuate this really horrible cycle of shutting ourselves down and suppressing whatever that might actually make us the person who creates the most innovative thing, you know, and things that really might make us stand out in a very positive way and contribute greatly to society, to the world, to other people's lives, because of that uniqueness in us that other people don't have. And so it's really sad that, in a way, by using the word weird, and, you know, you talked about the pack mentality and the peer pressure, because a lot of people are pressured into using that terminology. And this is something that I've noticed at Kenyon coming in my freshman year and my sophomore year. And then especially this year. And I remember when we had the conversation we had about three or four months ago about weird, it was something that was very timely for me as well. And I was really happy that we could talk about it because it was something that I was noticing more and more. And was it like this freshman year? Was it like this sophomore year? And so it's becoming more of a thing, using the word weird to label people. And unconsciously, we're promoting things that we hate about society. You know, we don't want people to be machines. We don't want people to be the same because we're promoting diversity. It's so ironic that most colleges promote diversity. It's so ironic that most societies promote diversity, diversity of thought, diversity of ideas, all kinds of diversity. But at the same time, we have these little things. They're so little because it's just one word that you use, right? But they have the negative or the opposite impact on all these goals, all these values that we want to have and all these values that we try to promote. And you were talking about being called weird and its implications and how dangerous it is. It's crazy because in some places, or at least a long time ago, someone looking different than you was weird. And someone who has different beliefs, you know, who lives in a different religion is weird. Because you're not used to that. 
to be quite honest, these are things that just by using weird, we don't realize that we are actually engaging a behavior that is currently criminalized in a lot of ways, right? And because you are refusing to accept that difference that that person, especially it's not, it's not a harmful difference. It's a difference that is there and you just need to engage with it. You know, you just need to engage with it. You need to like try to understand it. And if you do try to understand it, you'll find a lot of beauty in it because you would want the same for you. Promoting that fear in people, pushing them to actually shy away from expressing themselves and shy away from expressing their difference is not good. You know, it's really, really not good. It's really dangerous and it's really detrimental. And I always like to think about things actually in terms of a cycle, you know, I feel that all social interactions in general could be little or could be on a bigger level, right? I believe that all social interactions have a chain reaction effect. So for example, If I have an interaction with you as a friend, or even if I have an interaction with you as someone that I'm at the airport and I just talk to you for five minutes or 10 minutes, I feel that you will carry some of that interaction with you and then you will have another interaction with another person. And so think about the greatness of that, but also the danger in that. When we use terminology like the word weird, then we are not just affecting that person, we're not just affecting ourselves, but we're affecting all the other people that we interact with, whether now or in the future, 10 years from now. And it's ironic that we are still at this place where we're preaching something, but we're doing something completely different. I couldn't agree more. And it's so sad to me to think not only about individuals who have been lost because of very tragic accusations and unnecessary Fear of difference, which translates into the labeling of others as weird. And when I say lost, I would expand the definition beyond those who have taken their own lives and those who have been killed to include those who continue living, but not authentically, not in a reflection of how they truly feel and what they truly believe about themselves and the world that we live in, but also the larger scale implications for humanity. How much more advanced might we be technologically if we weren't labeling people who spend a lot of time in basements and garages working on machines as weird? How much more beautiful might our movies and dance performances be if we didn't label young children or adolescents or anyone who is experimenting with body movements as being weird because of their difference? How much more interesting might certain culinary practices be if we didn't tell people that by experimenting with flavors, they were being weird? And I've always felt that when you use that word, as I said before, you're closing doors. And so the untrodden path remains unexplored. Strangers remain strangers. And different customs, beliefs, and behaviors are just swept away. And I've also noticed that it's really only ever used in an insulting or stigmatizing way. And I've always tried to remain open-minded about various ideas that we've discussed on this show and in general in my life, but I've never heard the term weird used in a purely positive way. And when I have, people have needed to say, well, oh, she's weird in a good way. But if you have to add that on, that says a lot about the term inherently. No one ever says someone is beautiful in a good way because the values associated with that word are inherent. They are obvious and do not need further explanation or qualification. And I really love what you said about the chain reaction that social interactions have. And this goes beyond the word weird. It's how you interact with other people. Are you leaving them in a more positive place or a more negative headspace or somewhere in between? I think we have tremendous control of our side of those conversations and interactions. And I don't think we take that seriously enough. 
And to me, one of the saddest things about how we stigmatize quote-unquote weird behavior is that not only have we shut them down and, of course, shut our own minds to that, but on the positive and hypothetical side, if we said yes and embraced how they behaved, we might find ourselves more encouraged to behave in a more authentic, perhaps foolish or strange way that we feel reflects our feelings and thoughts about the world and our personalities. But instead, I do think we see the more comfortable mainstream culture propagate because it is hard and at times tremendously uncomfortable to stand out, to be abnormal. But I think there's a great danger in just marching in line and falling in step with others' behaviors. And I will admit that I think we stigmatize the weird out of concerns for our safety when we bully them and push them away and give them a sense of being inherently wrong. It isn't always done with purely malicious intentions, and I don't want to come across that way. I think it is not that we want them to feel wrong, but that we are so desperate to feel right in ourselves. And I recognize that feeling, and I do respect the mental space from which that originates. But I would say that for those of us who behave in quote-unquote weird ways, I've often felt most right when I know why I'm acting a certain way. And that's not to say that you can act in any way you want. Other people's safety and comfort are absolutely important to consider. But in the instance where you aren't doing anything to harm another person, I do think you should listen to yourself and your impulses. And we tell ourselves and one another so frequently to shut that down, to stop listening to your impulses and thoughts, because they might be weird. And I really have no patience for that philosophy, because I think it's very destructive in a very subtle way. And I would love it if you would speak on that, because both you and I have noticed certain phenomenon related to this word. But do you think that the majority of people are aware of the undertones and other implications that we have tried to dissect? You know, I hope so. But unfortunately, I don't think it is the case. Because this is kind of funny, but I think for some people, it's weird to think about this. You know, I found myself so many times thinking about certain things that I've noticed or wanting to say something. And I start talking and I'm like, no, 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 it's too weird. The same applies to thinking about your behavior and reflecting on your behavior when it is different from the group or the pack mentality or the pack behavior. So even if you are from that pack, if you are part of the pack, unfortunately, you never really question it because questioning it would be quote unquote weird, right? And it is a vicious cycle. It's a very dark place to be in. Because you said something earlier about strangers will remain strangers. And I think what's more dangerous is that you will remain a stranger to yourself. It's really sad. It's a really sad thought. And that's why I hope that people can actually start thinking about using. And I think this is great that we are doing a podcast about this. Because if this can get some people to start thinking about how many times do I use weird? Why do I use weird? What do I mean when I use weird, right? Then maybe we can get somewhere. I think we will gain so much and I think I will personally be so grateful and I will benefit so much for myself and I think society will benefit a lot if more people are willing to explore their uniqueness that is already there and if they're willing to explore that difference. And I think you've just touched on it a bit, but before we close this episode, I'd really like to know what you want the audience to think about and reflect on after listening to this discussion. Actually, the first time we talked about the use of the word weird, 
because it had been something that I was thinking about for a while. But it's just great to talk to someone about it because then you also learn a lot about how you're viewing the whole thing. And I learned so much from our conversation because I started reflecting on other things that apply to me personally. And for example, for me in the US, coming from Morocco, being in the US and being intensely fascinated by Indian culture, even though I've never been to India. But I just have this huge fascination with Indian movies, Bollywood movies, Indian songs. And for the longest time, I've been in settings with people where they say, oh, you watch Bollywood movies? That's weird. Like, why would you do that? They're just so cheap. That's weird, you know? And so after we had that conversation, I sat down and I was thinking about how if the first time that person said that, I was like, that's true. They're right. That's weird. And then stop doing it, what I would have lost, because I am just so grateful for that knowledge. I'm just so grateful for the emotions that I go through and just for that part of myself that I'm fascinated with because I didn't know that I would be fascinated with a place or a culture that I've never been to. I still don't know much about, but I'm just so excited about knowing and I'm so excited about learning and that applies to other things as well. And so I was kind of thinking about this one thing that applies to me and that I appreciate a lot about myself. I and mean, if someone had labeled me weird, for behaving that way, how I would be right now, if I had lost that chunk of myself that I appreciate so much. And I think it's necessary, or at least that worked for me. And I know people engage with discussions or with topics differently and relate to them differently. And I would hope that people can find something to relate to. And just think about when you are labeled weird, or when I am labeling someone weird, what am I losing exactly? What is at stake? And most of the time, what is at stake is yourself. And so I hope that this podcast could contribute just a little bit to starting the conversation or maybe start the conversation in different places on the use or the overuse of the word weird. I feel the same way. And I'm hopeful that this episode will encourage people to talk about it or think about it in different ways and re-examine their use of the word. And I would implore anyone listening to be very, very careful in applying that word to other people because there are absolutely tragic examples that have ruined people's lives. And if they have not taken their own lives in aspects of what you just said, Huda, I think people irreversibly change their behavior after hearing that word or being labeled weird over and over again. And we will never know how those people would have turned out because they chose that path that they were pressured onto. And so again, be very cognizant of why you would use that word and how you would use it, because it may not be a racial or ethnic or other slur, but I think it's a very similarly destructive word that in contrast to very offensive slurs in the world, I think has repercussions in various languages and cultures around the world, regardless of age or other differentiating factors. I think people will always find a term for what you and I have been describing that in English is weird. And it's a word I really don't see any use for, as you've said before. But of course, that is only my opinion. And Huda, I'd like to thank you very much for coming on and sharing yours today. Thank you so much, Kip. I'm really happy that I had the chance and the opportunity to discuss this with you. And I really hope that it can have somewhat of an impact on the day-to-day -day language that we use. And hopefully we can get rid of this really dangerous word that has infiltrated our day-to-day -day life without us paying too much attention to it, but that is affecting us every single day. And I hope that this podcast will lead people to have similar conversations all over. And I feel like we can actually get people to pay attention to the words that they use because it has happened in the past where people realize that When I say that word, 
I am hurting that person so much to the point where I drive them to not want to exist anymore. And that is a horrible thought. And I feel if we are more conscious about it, we will be able to do that. So thank you again. Thank you so much for having me. This means a lot to me. Well, you're very welcome. And I'm hopeful that my tone throughout the conversation indicates the same because I was very intent on having this conversation for our 100th episode and you contributed very well to it. So I'm appreciative of that. In closing, it is my personal belief that rather casual use has stripped the word weird of a benign meaning, but it is most often a stand-in for social fragmentation that we allow to happen because it has happened to us. Whether you share this concern or not, I think we can all agree that that habit I've just described is not healthy, nor is it the path to a better world. And so I'd like to address the skeptical and potentially confused listeners who likely feel as though they've wasted 30 minutes overhearing two naive and thin-skinned millennials bemoan a non-problem. In your eyes, I imagine we sound as though we're too sensitive and don't understand how the world works, and while I do strive to be more resilient, I refuse to become so at the cost of genuine human connection. And I wonder, of you skeptics, how often you were beaten down for standing out, and how easily or gradually that mentality sunk into your philosophy. You may feel the gradual resistance you've developed is a sign of your maturity, but I worry that you haven't actually hardened your heart to the cruel voices and have instead turned away from the root of self-confidence, something exploratory, playful, and natural in yourself. That is why I've titled this episode For the Weird. It is for those who continue to be, those who are not allowed to be, and sadly those who no longer allow themselves to be. But as ever, we want this to be a conversation among, not simply a conversation between, because ours are only two voices and we would genuinely love to hear from anyone listening. So if you have any thoughts, input, or feedback of any kind, please reach out to us. You can connect with us via Twitter or Facebook, where if you like our page, you'll receive weekly updates when we post new episodes. You can also email us via strideandsaunter at gmail.com. And if you enjoyed this episode, consider subscribing to as well as reviewing the show and sharing it with someone you think might enjoy it or get something out of it. And as always, we thank you very much for listening. And from thought to word and voice to ear, this is Kip Clark signing off.